Hello and welcome back to Truth Prevails. I'm Amanda. And I'm Anastasia. Yes. Yes. This is always the most, well, I don't want to play favorites on podcasts that we do, but <laughs> I do find that this one has got a special place in my heart just because we've been doing it for the longest, so I feel like I've had more time to adjust. Even though, um, I wonder, have I already made this a random fact? Am I about to get into a random fact just right off the bat? Hmm. Mm. Well, we'll give it a moment. There's so the moment. Oh. <laughs> Like, what's the moment? I don't know um, if we wanted to just get into the random fact already or say something more before then. Well, I think you kind of set it up like two or three times now already. So. All right, let's go. <laughs> random facts about Nastasia. Okay, then. Okay, then. Um, well, this is great because this is always how they were kind of intended to be because I go on random tangents and they end up as random facts about me. Forgive me if I've shared this before. I need to go through the old podcasts and determine what I've already said, which is a mini fact. Anyways, but um, if you haven't noticed, I happen to have this terrible habit, which you might even see during this podcast, which is saying, or, well, (laughs) seeing with your ears, I'm just kidding, (laughs) here in this podcast, is uh, I have this terrible habit of being like, you know, you know, you know, you know. You know? Oh you know. Goodness. And since I said it so many times, and I have, if I haven't already said it, it'll probably end up happening. I have literally said we should have a jar and put a dollar in there for every time she says it. We'd be millionaires. I know. Oh, see, even that <laughs> one. It's just I knows and you knows and uh-huhs. Mm-hmm, 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 oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, forgive me if this, for some reason, is the first uh, podcast you listen to. And then you go back to another one, and you come to find you can't ignore that anymore. Uh, yeah. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen in this one, but, like, seriously, I did it in another podcast of ours, and the whole, in the middle of recording, I'm thinking to myself, hey, I don't think I've been saying you know so often. That's really nice. Great. And then, and then we stop recording, and Amanda turns to me and sweetly says, you know, I didn't want to say anything, because I didn't want to, like trip you up but you were saying you know a lot (laughs) and I'm like was I I don't think so and then we watch it back or listen to it back and lo and behold you know 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 anyways it's a terrible silence filler it is you know (laughs) (laughs) I do it for funnies right now but watch it happen like legitimate so a helpful tip is try to take more of a breath and a pause (laughs) Instead of saying, you know, or, um, Mm -hmm. but I'm guilty of saying those things too. So yeah, I have Uh to work on my, my etiquette of recording. Or we go like, (laughs) you do that a lot. (laughs) So uh, yes, there are things we all need to work on, but I'm glad that we brought that to light. We've took how much time to express our imperfections Mm. in recording a podcast and if you can relate to even recording messages (laughs) hi welcome to the club (laughs) leave a comment of your most embarrassing story and we'll put it on blast no i'm just kidding no what even is that phrase put it on blast isn't it like i'm gonna come at you yeah that's we won't come at you that's harsh yeah so yes we will not but you can go ahead and share stories that's great but also know that's a good way of dealing with it is to take a breath or pause and then continue on. Yeah. We're working on it. Still. <laughs> yeah. 
That's another thing. How do I say I'm in agreement with you without just going like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, right. Exactly, can, exactly. You can say, I agree with you. <laughs> it's that simple! <laughs> Alrighty, so our topic for today is... The Abyss of Deception. And what does that entail? The Slippery Slope of Deception. So we have discussed about deception i think several episodes ago Mm -hmm. i think we did a small series yeah but honestly the amount of deception out there is insane it's fast very fast it is people we know people we may have known Mm -hmm. we see just how detrimental deception is and many ask okay what are you talking about deception So if we can give a succinct, clear definition of deception, Nastasia? I would say it's um, anything that is consistently upholding false beliefs that are contrary to God's word. Um, And this could even include using God's word as a weapon, but they're twisting the intended meaning of the author. Okay, so if you have not also listened to our last podcast, which is called The Gray Effect, we discussed several different things on Christian liberty. Mm -hmm. But what was important in that episode was the ability to not just say, oh, well, I can do this because I can do it. But we do need to consider our fellow brothers and sisters and not stumble them. Mm -hmm. But also we need to seek the word of God and see if that's what the Lord would have us to do. Mm -hmm. Just because it's available to us and just because there's no clear uh, distinction in the word that you can't do something doesn't explicitly give you the right to do it. I think we fail to understand that. Christian liberty is not, I do whatever I want because I don't feel bad, or I get to do whatever I want and it doesn't matter who's affected by it. Mm. It's truly a matter of respecting the boundaries that Christ has given us in his word and also letting him lead and guide by our conscience, by our consciences, and then also considering our fellow brothers and sisters to not stumble them. Mm-hmm. But I think we fail to do those. But, again, we can also discuss some things in this whole realm of deception and how slippery the slope is. And many would probably counter to say, what about Christian liberty when it falls into this? So if you have not yet, listen to that other podcast and then come back and listen to this one because it will validate more of what we're saying here. I agree. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Um, I think right off the bat... One thing I want to share is 1 John 4, 1, that says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Um, and uh, I think it's just uh, really important that we always have eyes and ears ready to listen to what people are saying and then immediately counter it to the word, you know, compare it to the word, see what it is that God says compared to that. That way we can be guarding against things, that we're not just going based off of what may have us to feel good um, or what even makes sense to us, that we would not lean in our own understanding or be wise in our own eyes, but would instead see everything that the Lord would have us to believe because he is the one that is the keeper of truth. You know? I agree. (laughs) I agree completely. So in the New Testament... 
we find many different ways that deception is conveyed obviously we hear of the false teachers and that's huge and i think that false teachers have been making comebacks for how long now mm. <laughs> since the times of christ even before that but i find that we are giving into well it sounds good or it's something that uh, I think it's right or there's just not the assurance completely there Mm -hmm. but unfortunately what happens is when you stray from the Word of God understand that is our authority I think I had someone come at me before and mention uh, God has only established the government to be authority I'm sorry, we are supposed to obey the Lord in all things. And guess what? The word is God. And so his word is authority. Mm -hmm. We obey God. We don't obey our feelings. We don't obey whatever it is that is being conveyed to us that makes us feel good. We convey and we... We convey the truth and we obey it. Mm -hmm. We are not just hearers of the word, but we are doers. Amen. So when I sit here and I think on when I say authority of God's word is because the word was God, the word is God. And we cannot stray from that. But when we do, this is when we don't give precedence to the word of God to have that as the Holy Spirit sanctifies us and renews our mind and softens our hearts and convicts us so that we repent of our sins we start falling down this, we want to call abyss. Mm -hmm. What does that look like, Asasia? I think it's something that it can start off with subtle effects and then gradually end up becoming more and more severe. And eventually, if it's not something that is repented of, given over to the Lord, that you seek his scriptures and are brought out of it, then very easily it can lead to a very dark place where it can feel like you're in a hole and Mm -hmm. everything can very easily get confusing um and I think a lot of the times the reason that it can be very subtle as well is because um you know in reading the scriptures we've heard the phrase about you know tickling the ears hearing something that makes you feel good and so a lot of times deception comes from someone who knows how to speak really well um and they seem like they make a lot of sense and it plays on the emotions and it's something that just seems very enticing because oftentimes we know that you know if sin came to us looking as ugly as it is we would be like oh heck no get away from us but it comes to us seeming very appealing seeming like oh you know i'm good i'm good you want this and oh okay you know no 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 it's bad what is this this is death right and i think with the deception you know it's twisting god's truth and that is something that is wicked and so if you you know start walking in that um sometimes mind you granted it could be somebody who's a new believer and it's an ignorance or sometimes it's somebody who is perhaps aware that they should be testing the spirits but just chooses not to for sake of ease Mm -hmm. and um it can seem like everything is fine and dandy at first because you're feeling good you're hearing what you want to hear but the concern is that deception because it's contrary to the truth of God's word, it promotes sin. 
And so you can end up walking in sin and end up throwing around phrases like God knows my heart to try and make us feel like we're not guilty um, because we believe we have the right intentions and therefore it could it can be excused the wrong we do and therefore we can remain ignorant rather than seeking the scriptures and praying and pleading to the Lord that he help us to know truth so we can live that out and obey him because Christ does say if you love him you will obey him and so um, rather than doing that you can very easily just start desiring more and more of that deception to walk in that to use grace as a cover for evil um and justify a lot of what occurs um but then just so subtly living a life where you are proclaiming christ in some ways but you're not fully able to live it out in many ways because what you're living out is the deception that's been taught um, and anything contrary to that, when um, the truth tries to come to light, at times it can be something that's very um, disrupting and uncomfortable because it's never fun to see that you've been living in a lie. Of course not. And it's something that actually can promote a lot of fear and insecurity. And that's what's so um, brutal about deception is that it can breed a lot of distrust in the Lord. Amen. A lot of distrust in people who genuinely want to uphold the scriptures. A lot of distrust in self, too, because, you know, just a lot of this fear of I'm not going to know it and things are going to go wrong and oh, no. Um, But praise the Lord for his mercy when he does deliver us. But that is why we so highly encourage people to be discerning the spirits and to be testing these things. Because the consequences of deception is not a laughing matter. It's not. It's something that causes so much pain um, and just so much difficulty. And yet there's still hope in Christ. Christ is still on the throne. He is still the Lord. But if we can learn this the easy way by knowing by the scripture's warnings, this is what we're to do to avoid this. Amazing. But if it has happened, it's happened to us. It has. Yep. It has. <laughs> there's still hope. There's still an ability to go before the Lord and trust that he can clean things out, but it is a painful process, but it's worth it and it's necessary. Just because a wound is infected and it hurts to clean doesn't mean it should stay infected. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, that is why we just, we come on here and have already talked about even before just how vital it is to be aware that there is deception out there because it can start off subtly. It can seem like it's good. It can seem like it's simple, but then once it comes to light, the complications of that, of just having to then, instead of learning and just being able to learn, you now have to unlearn so much. And that's something that we as Christians already deal with because we come from the world. Very true. And so we know that there's a scriptures about not conforming to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's a given. But then there's just even more that's added onto it because of the mess of deception. Um, yeah. And so anything you'd like to add? <laughs> yes, I, I would like to add a few things. I honestly believe that when people are treading, either playing on that fine line of deception and truth, it's it's the mind starts to easily get warped as well. Mm. It's just seeking to, as Mastasia mentioned, to have ears tickled, but in those tickling of the ears, the heart begins to get hardened. 
and slowly but surely, if not quickly, starts drawing you further away from desiring conviction. So what's that going to cause you to do? It's going to cause you to simply say no to God's word, to no more hearing sound doctrine, to no more hearing the truth pierce you. It's more so, nah, I don't agree with that. See, I believe the interpretation is this. I believe God's trying to tell me this. And so easily, instead of upholding Christ of the word, we start fabricating our own gods. Mm -hmm. Gods that uh, provide to us what we want to hear. Gods that provide to us um, the quote-unquote comfort uh, false peace. And I mean that it's a false peace. And I can guarantee you that although the Lord is sovereign and he sees it all, he permits these things to occur. He really does. And at times he allows Satan, which is our master deceiver enemy to come in and do what he's going to do. And it's because I don't think people acknowledge as much as I could even say that there was a point in time where it's just like, well, God is so gracious. Uh, why would he cause this type of discipline? Mm. Why would he allow me to reap these kind of consequences? Unfortunately, many of teachers, pastors out there that we may have upholded or have esteemed at some point in time are no longer no longer teaching truth. Mm. They're taking the word of God, they're fabricating it in a way that they think they can gain more people to Christ, but all it's doing, it's promoting false conversions. And that's where I'm talking about the abyss of deception, because what ends up happening is the heart becomes so hard, it becomes so riddled with sin, as Masasia has mentioned, she's mentioned that Mm -hmm. it promotes sin. And so you end up getting to a place where you do not want to repent. You start to have this pride, this pride that is very destructive. And Masasia, you said that you read, when was it that you read that God despises or he hates pride? Mm -hmm. I believe it was in a Matthew Henry commentary that it was just saying how much God just Not in these words, but just can't stand pride. Yeah, that God just, he hates that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's what deception does. It elevates pride over humility Mm -hmm. and it promotes sin in such a disturbing way that literally you start falling into ideas of this world you start succumbing to temptations more often you start making excuses you start abusing god's grace um, and it just persists and it persists to the point where okay someone might say you can fall away from salvation no according to the bible is you can never lose your salvation if you quote-unquote lose your salvation it's because you were never saved to begin with Mm -hmm. and that's the reality of it but i do believe that god allows sin to take its course in the life of a true believer Mm -hmm. who either 
by pride refuses to read the word, refuses to obey, can get to a place where God ultimately lets them be broken. Mm-hmm. And in an, op- in an off chance or in the opportunity to finally basically cry out to God, I'm so sorry, I, I've done wrong, Lord, help me. Mm-hmm. That's literally what he wants. He wants that fellowship and he wants to be the one that helps. So again, it's it's very hard for me to even imagine based on what I read in scriptures and interpreting it and applying it that he would allow situations like that often. It's almost as though because we have a regenerated heart as true followers of Christ, we are sustained by him. But unless it's in pure rebellion, I mean, just utter rebellion, it in some ways makes me lead to believe that the individual was saved by not truly being saved, Mm -hmm. honestly. That there's this moral idea of acting out, but there's truly no regenerated heart. Right. And it becomes visible over time in people. Like we were just listening to uh, John MacArthur talk about the different soils. Mm -hmm. And there is so much that's evidence to a person that completely rejects the gospel to one that just gets so fired up quickly and just springs up so quickly, but yet falls away. Then there's the one that gets tied up into the cares of this world and starts to seek after the things that are of this world instead of Christ. And those three are defined as false conversions, Mm -hmm. or actually one is just completely rejected, but the two are falsely converted because there is no evidence. There is nothing that shows proof to that regenerated heart. Mm -hmm. But then that last and final one is the one that takes actual root and they bear fruit. And that fruit that bears is based on living out the fruit of the spirit that's evidenced in their lives and not to perfection, not that they don't falter, not that they are um, never succumbing to temptation, but at least they are repentant and they hate their sin genuinely. Mm. But again, when it pertains to deception, it's such... I never want to claim to know the actual and the the clear defining line of when a person is truly saved or not saved or God lets them fall this far or whatever the case may be. I don't know God's mind ultimately. There are things that I will never understand because my mind is completely finite and his is infinite and he knows all things and I don't. So I don't want to claim to know the distinction of where that is. If God is like, okay, they're truly saved to this extent or they're not, or I I don't, I'm I'm not even going to try that. So please do not assume that I'm attempting to say that because I'm not. What I simply want to express is that deception is not a joke. Mm -hmm. It is a very scary, slippery slope And even when it pertains to Christian liberty, which I briefly mentioned in the beginning, was that too many want to claim that it's not deception 
as long as they're fine with it, that it's okay, that they're cool with it, that they can go ahead and partake in certain things because the Bible doesn't clearly indicate that they can and cannot do something. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I find that more people fall into deception because they don't wholeheartedly seek after God's word to find clear guidance from it. Because although if it doesn't explicitly state something, if it doesn't explicitly say, no, you can't do this, or yes, you can do this, that God still has standards that we must adhere to. And he does these things so that we don't easily fall into temptations. But yet, again, I wholeheartedly believe that many Christians out there with American evangelicalism, that so many are falling into deception under the guise of Christian liberty. And it's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And one thing too, it's, it's that's why it's so important to be reading your word, but it's also important to be aware of how to properly study it. That way you yourself don't end up um, being self-deceived and, you know, thinking, oh, the scripture means this and just assuming upon that and then running with it. And then that's not actually what it meant. Um, and so uh, I would recommend learning how to study the scriptures, which is hermeneutics. And um, one of which where you could learn how to do so, I would recommend is John MacArthur. Um, but uh, I'm really glad that you mentioned the whole thing about pride as well, because I do believe that unfortunately, um, for whatever reason, when this topic comes up, what I've noticed is just a lot of anger and defensiveness. Um, and I don't know if there's also maybe some fear involved in that as well. I think it can vary on person to person. But um, there's almost like this defensiveness, which I believe can often stem from pride, because no, there's no way that I've gotten this wrong. There's no way that God would have let me get this wrong, because, you know, and so therefore, everything's fine. And I just need to get really upset with you and ignore you and be done. Instead of having a teachable spirit where you go, you know what, I'm going to pray and I'm going to study the scriptures and I'm going to see what the Lord has to say on this and then, um, you know, go from there, you know, that way, because I think the issue is that I just notice how quickly it can get shut down at times where it's like, nope, it's impossible for me to get deceived because God would never let that happen. And so I'm just really upset that you would even suggest that or you that you would even suggest that this pastor is a deceiver, you know, um, rather than, you know, hearing what the person has to say, bringing it before the Lord, seeking what God's word truly says about that, and then being able to discern, oh, I see this is this or this is that or whatever. Um, because, you know, there should be that humility of wanting to know truth, wanting to know what the Lord has to say for different things, rather than just assuming, no, I'm fine, and I'm just going to sit in it and be upset with anybody who tries to counter that. Um, and, yeah, and so I, I'm glad that you mentioned that, because I do believe that pride often can have a very great hand in that kind of response. Um, but then also uh, being aware that just because somebody speaks really well or has a big following doesn't necessarily mean that they are favored 
because there is a lot of sin that goes along goes around in this world that the Lord allows and he's still sovereign and on the throne but that doesn't mean he looks upon sin with favor um, and so there's a lot of people who do wicked things and get away with it for now but there will be that judgment day and so just because something seems to work or looks good or feels good that shouldn't be what determines if it actually is the only thing that does is what God's Word says that's what's the safest otherwise we end up becoming our own authorities or end up following somebody else as though they were Lord when it's only Jesus Christ and so um, I think that's just another thing of wanting to mention that um, yeah, there are several scriptures that refer to if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Uh, if you don't, then you're not of God. And it's just, it, it's hard to sit here and be a Christian and watch as masses of people that claim to be Christian continuously be falling and falling and falling and what is usually common in these individuals is that they are far removed from the truth of God's word and I'm gonna say it they claim they read the truth of God's word but they're interpreting it by their own wisdom they're imposing their own ideas onto it or wherever they are receiving sermons, um, hearing preachers, they're teaching them untruths, mm -hmm. lies. They're misinterpreting the scripture. And again, one might say, well, how and how is the accurate way? Well, we are not here to educate any men on this because we strongly believe men need to find men of wisdom men of the word and have them be educated but for women we do wholeheartedly believe in using hermeneutics and mm -hmm. understanding theology there is truth to a way of interpreting scripture to understand clearly God's one and only interpretation of what he has written it's not for us to dictate what it says and how it's how it's being said and to make some sort of light of what he's saying but I do see just the pattern of the many people that claim to be Christian yet they live as they want to but they live in abusing God's grace or I honestly believe they're not truly converted mm -hmm. so when it pertains to deception we're talking about those that are Christian and are seeking after different ideas or notions or whatever tickles their ears and they're falling into this dark hole where it takes a lot to come back out mm -hmm. and I think I want to focus on that a little bit more right now on the idea of that black hole it's a scary place to be Mustasia mm -hmm. has mentioned that her and I have been in some form of deception we don't go into this because I think we spoke about this before mm -hmm. but the horrific thing about it is that as she said you can be so thoroughly convinced 
that you're not wrong. And that's the problem in and of itself Mm -hmm. because that's where the lack of humility comes in. That's where pride is taking root more so and is being elevated. And guess who got kicked out of heaven because of pride? (laughs) Satan. Satan himself, Lucifer. So he definitely loves to use that as one of his main tactics in us into elevating ourselves into thinking that we know better we refuse to have a teachable spirit we refuse to hear things but mind you in that dark hole that seems to be never ending because you fall deeper and deeper into it you start as christians demeaning the word of god and then you start upholding culturalistic ideologies Mm. And one might say, oh, no, no, no. I mean, my pastor is always reading the word and he's always speaking the word and he's always this and he's always that. You can see a lot of that. But do you know where that individual's heart is? Do you know the motives of their heart? You absolutely don't. So it's even important to wherever you sit as a congregation and you hear preaching that you're always discerning that spirit that's in the pulpit Mm -hmm. always and that you're always seeking after god's word lord make this clear this is what i heard in the sermon today this is what what they preached today lord help me to see that this is clear that this is truth because unfortunately what we often see are storytellers on the pulpit Mm. we don't see scriptures being spoken over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again going into further depth exactly detail. exactly it's we often see i'm here to give you a pumped up speech mm-hmm. i'm here to give you um a verse but then build a whole story around it all and let's just encourage you and pump you up for the rest of the week and then there's no there's no solid teaching there's mm-hmm. no now you all need to go and read your word and this is how you do it and let's educate you Mm -hmm. let's get you firmly grounded there's none of that and literally that's where deception just breeds yep it's 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 like a raging fire it honestly is and so in that dark hole is where like i said most of what culture is pushing out we're embracing it with wide open arms Mm. because we refuse to be directed and to have our minds saturated with God's word and this is going to ruffle some feathers out there but literally these debates that come up in regards to abortion Mm. in regards to uh, drinking in regards to um what would be another one? Sometimes I feel like it's even sleeping around that people just are like okay with. Oh, that's yes, <laughs> yes, um, and several other, several others is. There's these massive debates over them. If we would just read the Word of God, it explicitly and yes, sometimes implicitly, says certain things and certain standards that mm-hmm. God has for these things that we need to adhere to. And so, yes, it's, it's, it's damaging, it's heart-wrenching to watch how many people are willing to basically 
play around with deception and see how close they can get to it without even realizing it that they're already in it mm. and they're already playing with fire and satan's already ha he already has a foothold and he's already messing with your mind can i just express it one more time in such severity your mind gets warped if you do not have God's word and you are not thinking on what is true, noble, trustworthy, praiseworthy, of good repute, if you are not thinking on those things, you are going to be consumed with what the world is giving you. And mind you, it will only breed pride, anxiety, fear, worry, anything that promotes sin. You will be consumed by it. The only thing against it is God's word mm -hmm. and to be living it out, to be meditating it, to be obeying it. Otherwise, you are going to fall prey. And again, do not use Christian liberty as an excuse. There is no excuse. It's either you are in God's word, you're seeking that one true interpretation, and you can, by God's grace, be delivered from deception, be drawn out from it. Otherwise, you will remain in it. If you push the, the word of God away, you will remain in that deception. And I don't know how far all of that will take you. Only God knows over your life mm -hmm. and your heart. And you may come to find out you were never of his. You were never his to begin with. And that is horrible. Mm -hmm. To even imagine that that would be the case or to end up showing up in heaven on judgment day and he tells you to depart from him because you're a worker of iniquity mm -hmm. he never knew you oh my goodness I know yeah I really appreciate what you said concerning Matthew 7 22 to 23 uh, many will say to me in that day Lord Lord have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works and then will I profess unto them I never knew you depart from me ye that work iniquity because I think a lot of the times you know when the scriptures call us to examine ourselves we don't um, I think we're either convinced or reassured by others again and again know you're saved don't ever doubt it know you're saved don't ever doubt it um and on the opposite end we can be condemned into thinking are you actually saved are you actually saved are you actually saved and, and doubt the power of the gospel and so when the scriptures say we should examine ourselves that's what we should do rather than give in to fear that we're not or give in to anger and pride and how dare you say that i'm not or anything like that it's not even a matter of us pointing a finger and saying, oh, you are and you're not. It's just examine yourself. Go before the Lord and go before the scriptures. First John is a book designed for that. Um, and when it comes to the whole discussion of deception, Jude is a wonderful book for that. Um, and so I would highly encourage you all to study those books and to be in prayer over them and um, just learn what the Lord says when it comes to this type of topic. Because, yeah, it's something that when deception takes hold, granted, sometimes it may be because somebody didn't know better and yet it was allowed to occur. But when it is brought to light, 
um, and when it's brought to light the importance of discerning and keeping an eye out for it, then it's something that's important to acknowledge and walk in that, um, walk in that warning to carry that out. Because, you know, like we just keep saying, it is something that can cause a lot of damage and discouragement and confusion. And the Lord is not somebody that um, is for confusion. He is a God of order and making things known in his word of what he would want us to know and all of that. So if you find yourself in that abyss of deception, the best thing that we can encourage you or recommend you to do is basically lay yourself at the feet of Christ and ask him to help you to come out of deception. When many say, God knows my heart, he absolutely does. So he knows when you truly want to know what the truth of his word says. Mm -hmm. And when you reach that place, which honestly, in that black hole, your mind can seem as though it's going insane. You can feel as though nothing is making sense anymore. Uh, you distrust the Lord, just as Mastasia has mentioned. You find that you want to do more whatever feels good. Uh, your flesh wants to rage and you give into it quite a bit mm -hmm. you start to have a hatred towards God sadly mm -hmm. you start to just feel different things that to be honest with you are only going to lead you to what I would even say spiritual death mm. It's a very ugly place to be. But if you're there, or if you think that you're invincible and you're playing with certain different things, people, places that draw you into more deception, you can go ahead and remain in that if that is your choice. Mm -hmm. But that black hole for why we called this episode the abyss of deception is because it's a horrifying place. Mm -hmm. And God does permit people to fall into those black holes because ultimately we must see that our dependency upon him is of paramount and that his word is is alive and active it's very real and that he is the only one that can get us out of it and if you're like yeah i want to experience that trust me you do not trust me you do not it is not okay to willfully walk in sin and be like well i'll be disciplined well i'll reap the consequences at least i get pleasure now it is more horrifying to willfully sin and to fall into disobedience over and over again. And what you go through is tormenting. And like I said, if you are in that black hole right now, 
if you are, oh my gosh, this is me. I have been playing around. I have been messing with God. I'm in that abyss of deception right now. I could only say, fall at his feet Mm -hmm. and be like, Lord, I'm so sorry. Help me get out of this hole. But I'm going to tell you this. It's not going to be easy and it's not going to be pretty. But you do absolutely want to get out of that hole. Mm -hmm. You absolutely want to. So please know that we don't claim someone to be in deception as in hopeless, as it's pointless. Mm. No, because God is so much greater than all of that. Mm -hmm. And even though your mind may be completely confused and at a loss, and mind you, scripture does say that strongholds are created in the mind when they're exposed to deception this is why we have second corinthians 10 5 that says every thought take every thought captive to the obedience of christ because in doing so we demolish speculations and strongholds Mm. that put themselves against the knowledge of god so understand deception is not a joke and as you persist in it even if you just play with it a little bit it'll grab hold and it will drag you down into that black hole Mm -hmm. so please stop playing with it please stop joking around please stop listening to false teachers please stop listening to those people that claim that they are apostles or prophets or they're highly favored from God with extra revelation that they have been told special visions and they can prophesy about the future I'm gonna tell you this they're misconstruing scriptures they're interpreting them in their own wisdom And they're not taking seriously the judgment from God. Mm. They're not. Please stop listening to these false teachings, including those that are immensely heretical. Please stop listening to them. Mm -hmm. And please come back to your first love if you are a true Christian follower of Jesus Christ. Come back to your first love come back to his word, come back to seeking truth. If you seek him with all of your heart, you will find him. Mm -hmm. I think that's all just such a really great encouragement, especially because a lot of the times in, in that abyss of deception, when you're realizing what has happened and it just seems like everything has gotten jumbled as a result, it truly is what I found was in seeking his word even if i could only start with a little bit after everything occurred um it was something that in even just trying to be obedient to it in faith in little ways how faithful and kind and gracious the lord was to allow me to see the fruit of that and to see the power of his word and i do hope that it is immensely clear that anytime we discuss god's word We are solely referring to the Bible, the scriptures, um, not a small, still voice or emotional, spiritual experience or anything outside of his word. Um, Because too easily can those things that are unbiblical um, be used by others and by us to 
make ourselves our own authority and um, use our own judgment uh, to assume what something could mean rather than seeing what the scriptures say. Um, and so I hope that that is always clear that anytime we're referring to God's word, that it is the scriptures um, and not something outside of it. Like Amanda said, like Amanda had said, those who proclaim that they have some extra revelation, even though the scriptures are done. Um, and so, yeah. Um, and I would want to encourage you that, uh, in spite of how well a pastor may seem to explain things and how, uh, emotionally appealing and emotionally loving they may seem that love is truth and that is something that we need to remember and seek that out and i also want to encourage that um uh to consider the fact that for certain false teachers such as women pastors who um are already disobeying scripture in being a pastor when the scriptures say not to do so that um, a lot of the times in order to rectify deception or to create some false peace, it is proclaimed you can take what is good, you can take the meat and you can spit out the bones um, and basically throw out what's bad. And basically, rather than discern if somebody is a false teacher or not, you can try to discern what their teachings are and what part of it is false or not. But the concern is that um, while it often can get said that there is no perfect pastor, it should be known that while that is the case, um, if somebody is consistently in sin, such as a female pastor, or consistently teaching things that are false and misusing scripture, then um, it is something that is as the scripture talks about, best to refrain from, to flee from, to reject, because they are consistently walking in that, rather than um, somebody who occasionally may make a mistake, but rectify that. So yeah, that was just the point that I wanted to make, was just because an appeal someone might have, or um, it seems as though they have taught things that were helpful before, or other things like that, if consistently they are not handling God's word accurately and they are mishandling it and just um, not truly obeying that, then it is something that is best to depart from rather than constantly putting yourself in a situation where you are aware that you are going to be thrown a lot of lies. Um, and to also recall that just because a pastor may sprinkle in scriptures here and there or seem to attempt to elaborate on them from time to time to just be very mindful even then because as we can recall in the scriptures when Jesus Christ was in the wilderness and tested by Satan Satan used scriptures to try and deceive him and Christ had to then use scriptures to rectify that and basically we need all of scripture we can't just pluck it out of context and use it however we see fit. We need to look at it all as a whole and know that this is what God has said and then uphold that. 
So I don't know if there's anything more you want to add. Just want to piggyback on what has already been conveyed through all of this. If you have not picked up on it, the most important aspect and what can keep you from being tossed to and fro from every wind of doctrine or to not be taken captive by foolishness or philosophies of this world mm. is by being in your word. And we're not just talking about like, let me just open it and let me cherry pick or let me just open it and let me just see where it lands and I read it. No, be intentional. Mm. Start from beginning to end. If you're a new believer, start in the New Testament in Matthew and go all the way to the end. Then start in the Old Testament and go all the way through and keep persisting to read and to read and read it literally. And then obviously pray, pray and ask the Lord for illumination of his word by the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is how our hearts are regenerated. This is how we are sanctified. This is how we know how to discern between good and evil. This is how we can tell who is a false teacher and who's not. This is how we are to live our lives. This is a daily battle that we go through against mm -hmm. the lies and deception of the world, of our flesh, and of the enemy. Mm -hmm. Those are our three enemies that we contend against. And so needing to add, or at least wanting to say, we know, if not, you don't know, but there's that full armor of God that we must put on. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It's in Ephesians 6. Read it. Learn it. Meditate on it. Understand every piece of armor that we have is of great importance. Mm -hmm. Do not succumb to deception. Do not play with it. Nastasia comes in with her sweet little voice and is just like, just do this. Be careful with this. But I'm coming in guns a-blazing. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, do not play with deception. Do not. Don't even be like, oh, but I'm curious. No. Sorry, curiosity killed the cat, right? <laughs> but no, seriously, don't play mm -hmm. with deception. Don't even give it an inkling into your life. Mm -hmm. Stick to what is truth. Stick to his word. Don't give the enemy a foothold. You will regret it. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that. That hole is ugly. It is painful. And no, it just does not affect you. It affects all of those around you. Mm -hmm. I, I think of like that little, the scripture that says a little leaven leavens a whole lump. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of deception infiltrating so many churches. Gospels being distorted. People's minds are being warped. I see Christians upholding ideas of the world more than what God's word says. Mm -hmm. This is literally signs of the times, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, would, I would say. And it's very sad. Very sad. Deception is not something to play with. I don't know. I sound like a broken record, but it's a broken record that needs to be played. Mm -hmm. Do not toy with it. Do not get near it. Stay to truth. 
And if you're looking to live in comfort and you're looking to live at whatever makes you feel good, as Mastasia said, examine yourself because you are probably not a Christian. Mm. If you're not seeking things of God, you're not seeking his truth. You do not despise sin. You're not repentant. That is something that you should really, really evaluate whether you are truly converted or not. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say as well that if you happen to be a part of a church that um, seems to tolerate different forms of deception, no matter how subtle or simple it may seem, um, it could even just be doing things that support other churches that are proclaiming deception. Um, just because it seems that the church that you attend upholds it, don't assume that means it is okay. Don't. I would say not to even assume that the elders are looking at this and making sure it's not deception. Um, and while I'm not necessarily wanting to encourage that we have a distrusting attitude towards everybody because there is a church body and there is order in the church and there are those who lead and help to protect the flock, um, we are still called to ourselves test every spirit. And so just because it seems that uh, church is upholding something or tolerating something that um, is a form of deception, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean we should just accept it then. Uh, I believe that it is still important that we ourselves examine these things and uphold it to scripture and then see whether or not it's actually something that is trustworthy. Otherwise, I think too easily we can end up going with the flow and that flow might be going in a bad direction. It's that broad path that leads to destruction. Yeah. So I, I wanted to say that, especially because I've been a part of a church before where I was concerned that um, certain things were being tolerated and so easily is there just a slippery slope where mm-hmm. if you, like you just said, a little leaven leavens a whole lump, you know, so yeah. there's always just that concern and it's so easy to just want to trust those who are over us in the church. Um but ultimately, our main authority is always God's word. We are all fallible. And so that is why it's so important to go to the scriptures and see what the Lord says. So with that said, I know that Amanda usually has questions that she likes to ask. So I believe now is a good time. Question time with Amanda. You might cry, but hopefully good tears. Alrighty then. So just one question. Are you currently in deception and do you want to get out? Mm-hmm. I think that's a great question because a lot of times, like I was mentioning earlier, I think the responses can either range from fear or pride of how dare you bring this up instead of, I want to know, am I? Right. Because I care. Because I want to do what God would have me to do. And right. that's my biggest concern, not if I'm right or wrong, but Lord am I right or wrong? You know, that's the thing is if you are a true Christian follower of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. you would want what God wants for you, Mm -hmm. not what you want for yourself. Right. Amen to that. (laughs) Would you like to pray us out? Yes. Okay. Heavenly father, 
We approach your throne and thank you that we're able to do so. I thank you for the grace that you have shown us and I thank you for your word that you have given us. May you continue to just increase the desire to obey it, Lord, to want to do as you would have us to do. May you help us to not be wise in our own eyes, but to be humble and submitted to you, Lord. I pray that you would soften our hearts and I pray that you would convict us of sin. I pray that you would continue to instruct us through your scriptures, Lord, and by the working of your Holy Spirit that we would be able to be convicted and know your truth, Lord. And I thank you so much for your word that you've given us. I pray that those who go without it would have it, Lord. And I pray that you would continue to just instruct us and help us to learn what it means to know you and obey you and to study your word, Lord. I thank you that you continue to equip us with everything we need for life and godliness. I thank you that you have given us the sword that is the spirit that is your word. I thank you that you've given us the armor of God, Lord. I thank you for everything that you just continue providing. Deception is such an ugly, wicked, dark thing, Lord. I ask that you deliver us from deception. I pray that you bring us out of ignorance. I pray that you draw us to seek you wholeheartedly and diligently, knowing we will find you, Lord. And I thank you that you continue to show us such mercy that you do not allow us to continue when we are yours and you are ours and you continue to just instruct us, Lord, and deliver us. In spite of the consequences, may we trust you and know that you are doing a good work. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So thank you so much for joining in. Please stay tuned for our next episode. And please, any information that you need will be in the description box below, wherever available. Please subscribe, like, share, comment, pray for us. We love praying for all of you. And until next time, bye! bye.